Hey, hit that subscribe button now. You're going to like it. Welcome to the Luke Branquino Show. Today, I'm actually going to step out and have a guest host, host the Luke Branquino Show. But the best part is who he is going to interview is amazing. This guy's a stud. Um, the guy that this guy's going to interview, he's a stud. He knows his stuff um, and is just a really witty, funny guy. But anyway, the, the guest host, Flint Rasmussen, thank you for hosting the Luke Branquino Show. Go ahead and introduce <laughs> your guest when you get a chance um, after you get done uh, talking about you. you know, Go ahead. Okay. I'd like to introduce my guest today. It's the, uh, I don't know how many world titles he's won, but his butt's a lot smaller than it used to be, and he's a pretty good guy. And I always thought it should be pronounced Branquino because you don't say Mosquito, but it's not Spanish, it, right? Oh, it's not Spanish. Por it's it's Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. So we run into that actually a joking. Well, not joking aside. <laughs> we run into that. I'll never forget. We were in Calgary at the Calgary stampede. And it was the first year that Jose Vitor Lemmy kind of came on the scene who of course now is a two-time world champion bull rider. And in the production meeting, the, the Canadian, the Calgary committee said, by the way, uh, it's Jose, not <laughs> Jose. And uh, Richard Jones was there with me doing the music who works for PBR. And we went, it's Jose. No, it's not. They said, and we said, well, he told us no Jose, Jose. So, and we said, it's not Spanish. It's Portuguese. Portuguese. I went, yeah, I went a long time thinking it's correcting you that it's Branquino. Well, I, well, you're just trying to make me better, and I appreciate that. But it is funny, not I guess not funny to them, but how many of those guys come over here? And I'm learning this now with PBR teams. And yeah. you look at the name, and you're like, okay, phonetically, is that right? The right word phonetically said, sounds this way, but not how it is actually pronounced. You know what I think? Look at us already on a different topic. Yeah. I th I think that the, the Brazilian names, the Portuguese names, are more phonetically uh, pronounced how we would read it in English than Spanish. Like, oh, for sure. For you know, for a while we Galerme Marchi, Guilherme, and he'd say it's Galerme. Okay, <laughs> just like it looks. All yeah. right, perfect. But it's uh, you know, back in the day, our friend Bob Feist when he was announcing, and Scott Grover. I'm going to call him out once in a while. He'll do the same thing. They just roll through it. It's like. Eduardo Aparici and Bob Feist and your next bull rider, Eduardo. That's a good. So that's a tip from me to you. No, you I, actually, I actually use that on the PBR teams in Cheyenne. I think I was talking about something like, and the next one is, oh, sorry. It was loud out here. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. it says their name on the bottom of the screen. So I mean, yeah, people at home can read it just like you can. And exactly. say wrong. So no use us screwing it up. Yeah. How did <laughs> well, it go for you? What how did it go for you? What did you that you've done you've done broadcasting? I mean you did great at the NFR. You 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 yeah. do this. The big thing I think, see now we're just talking. Uh it's not foreign to me. I did a lot uh some broadcasting last fall, and I've done a talk show for 17, 18 years. I think it's just having this in front of you and a camera in front of you is half the battle. Don't you like, I'm well, comfortable. This means nothing. I'm okay. Yeah, for sure. And for me, it's, I've never minded the mic. I've never minded the camera, but what I was, has been used to my whole entire broadcasting career, which was, you know, hasn't been very long is I get asked a question to explain something. 
or I just see something and I explain something. Now right. I am asking the questions to be explained. And that is where I, and I thought it went great. I did. I honestly, I did stub my toe multiple times. Thanks JW Hart for saving my yeah. ass a couple times. He did a great job on that. Um, but I felt that's where I was a little bit tight and tense. Just, okay, I need to ask a question. How do I ask this question? Because you know, as well as anybody, a lot of the interviews we get asked, they don't hear the question. We have to answer the question with the answer, with answer yeah. the question with the question. And right. that is where I'm trying to transition breaking from, you know, let's ask the question so they could answer it in 10 seconds. Uh, you know what I, uh, in the, I've, I mean, I, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that has watched more great and bad bull rides from better seats than me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I would like our broadcast of PBR to, I would like to talk about what I see a little bit. I think it needs to turn into a circular, what do you think down there? Instead of let's go to Luke with a report on this team or he's asking this guy questions. You know, I've, I even chimed in a couple times on what I thought I saw. Yeah. So I think that, I think we do need to adjust our roles a little bit and then, I mean, I know it's not steer wrestling, but no. you know, I Physical, you, might, you might know a little. Yeah, it's still there's still bovines involved. How hard can it be, <laughs> right? It's eight seconds, one hand. It's not that hard. If I you win know? eight seconds, I wasn't going to win shit. <laughs> right, eight doesn't get you anything. No. <laughs> hey, but I was anyway, proud. Anyway. I was proud when you interviewed Lambert that you actually got some words out of him. You did a, that was a good job. You know what I think is uh, in, in a bigger picture with you doing uh, this show and I'm, I was doing some stuff here. So we just did it from the set of my podcast. I have, because it's a rule now we all got a podcast, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I did an hour with Cody Lambert here and remember in our meeting and I said, I'll chat with Lambert. Oh, and everybody, oh yeah. but we knew uh, you just. It's a matter of, you know, on here, the key is to make people or lead people to talk about something they want to talk about. Exactly. You know, if you start asking me crap that is boring, like, uh, like, you know, my big thing now after going through this whole year is the other night it was late. I go down to the hotel bar, uh, to get a drink. My daughter was there. We're hanging out and run into some people I knew and the daughter of this lady I knew said, how'd you ever get into this? And I'm like, you know what? You're my friend. And it's like 1130. And I've answered that question a million times. Let's not, do we really, it's a long story. Yeah. Don't yeah, look at I'll tell you, but you know, you know what I mean? It's like, you gotta do that. So with Lambert, it was about, I don't even remember, but he'll talk to me. He respects what I do. He and I have a a good mutual trust and he's the same way with you. Yeah. Um he he wants to chat with people who get it. And if you get it, he will chat as much as you want. You know what he told me? What I really wanted to talk about, he was telling me before the PBR the other night about the time he roped cat. He was in the calf roping at Shine Frontier Days. The guy ropes well. Oh yeah. He's a good calf roper. Yeah. So he goes I said, you want to talk about like anything, Shine Frontier Days, the calf roping, whatever. He goes, I'll tell you what, when I rope calves here, 
the, that calf that I roped was so big, I had to pull a calf out of her before she, <laughs> I, I tied her. I was sitting there when you guys were talking about that. Is yes, that's oh, yeah. gold. That's gold. It, yeah. it, that's yeah. the hard. I guess the hardest part, especially for you, when we get down there on the shoots, you won't. Can we talk something other than bull riding? But obviously not. But those yeah. stories are they're priceless, and and not everybody yeah. gets to hear them. But he's right. That's, they were. I, I don't think that was one thing I never did do is rope calves at Cheyenne. I didn't uh, even like bull it, there. It is Cheyenne's different, I, and well, maybe for the better. I'm not one of those old time. Well, I'm getting that way where things were better. But tradition. I worked. I worked Cheyenne for a lot of years, and I was out there the whole time. Like I mean, three and a half hours of sweating and going, and it was just my style. I remember standing on that camera pit and those guys running by in the bolt in the steer wrestling and those steers this tall, it really was different and pretty fun. I think the preservation of the Cowboys is a little better now. Oh, for sure. And in the, in the tie down rope and the calves were really big, which if it's the same for everybody, I kind of, I like the bigger, harder running calves. Just, I don't know. It, it, what it has changed a little, but maybe it's, maybe it's for the better. You, you know, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But if you look at the evolution of rodeo, and and I and I agree, I now take Cheyenne out of the equation because I've went there for twenty years professionally rodeoing as a professional steer wrestler. One check, no, 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 <laughs> one, one check, one check. What, what was it? Did, did you place rodeo? in a go round? It well, well yeah. So I placed in the first go round. I thought, Daddy's coming for the buckle. Come back with a second one that was really good, and I catch him and I slide him just like John W. Jones style. I mean, I'm just locked in, sliding him ten feet. My hat is on my head sideways like this. I have road rash. My glasses are broken too over there. Thanks. I think Jay Adams was actually on the way out of the gate, and he handed me his pair because they were Becks at the time. But um, <laughs> that was the closest. So I, I think I throw him down with one horn, and I'm. 12 or something end up missing the short round by one spot and i don't hate the rodeo i just hate that i didn't win like i felt like yeah you made um, it clear you made it clear to us last week that you oh did were I? not fond of competing at giant frontier days well yeah. i just i and i guess more so that i didn't win i i didn't like competing anywhere i didn't win what winner like yeah, exactly yeah so, nobody yeah that's good that's so good. anyway enough about cheyenne i'm getting flashbacks of <laughs> straight like road rash i will say that the ground even when it rains is probably some of the best ground that we get to compete on Uh, for steer wrestlers it is yeah Yeah. oh that's interesting because there's certain rodeos like that now it was really bad for the barrel race until about the last three days they went in and fixed it i guess got some rain and because it was uh it wasn't very good and i watched them in the middle they ran the two tractor rake in the middle of it and they missed like the main spots it was like go through the motions and i that's on i'd say it it, i took a picture of it i'm like and i'm not big barrel racing dad or anything i was sitting with my daughter who barrel raced i'm like 
they didn't even get it all. And I took a picture of it. And that's just on to me. Uh, rodeo officials, you're already kind of under fire for, you know, give a, give a, can I say this? Give a tiny bit of a shit. Oh yeah. Like that they didn't call them back in it. The rodeo's four hours long anyway. Right. What's another three minutes? Uh, you know, so there's those little things. Yeah. Again, I always relate it to bigger picture. There's those little things that we don't help ourselves. People talk about rodeo, this rodeo, that, and the judges, this, or, or the committee. We don't help ourselves in situations where you could do a little thing to, to improve uh, and make it right. You know, it's like we just dangle a carrot out there for people to bitch at us, you know. And so, <laughs> Usually it's the other way. Dangle a carrot to get people to come to you. They dangle it just uh, to get people pissed yeah. off. No, you're right. Anyway, uh, with, I should have started all that with, with all due respect. Of course. But whatever. I don't care. I can remember, and speaking of uh, dangling carrots, when, and I'm trying to think, the very first rodeo I saw you at, where would that oh, have been? Interesting. What, what interesting. I don't know. Um, well, I started pro- in 2000, but you, you, it was like 03 or 04. Yeah, I was, uh, I got, I joined the PRCA in 1994. So I was around before you. Uh, because you're old. So I don't, I don't know. It would have been, since you were from California, I was from Montana, it would have been a bigger rodeo, like a major rodeo. Right. So I don't know where that would but have I'm- been for you. Um, could it have been a Livermore or Santa it, Maria? It, that's or... exactly where it have been. It would have been Santa Maria because that was yeah. my hometowner. Yeah, could have been. I don't know. I can't remember what years I went there, but that makes sense to me since you Is were... it bad that we're that old and we can't remember? Well, I, I wouldn't remember the first time I saw you, but you would remember the yes. first time. <laughs> oh, very much so. <laughs> you because, know, But you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, because... Yeah, and for the sheer fact of you get kind of stuck in a routine of seeing the same painted face clown and nothing against, sorry about that. Nothing against the clowns because you're needed. You, you guys are needed in the production of this rodeo. You keep the fans engaged and then nothing pisses me off more than hearing comments or seeing comments on the rodeo, you know, cowboy channel or whatever. We're tired of hearing this same old act every time. The people in the stands have may never seen this son of a bitch. So let them do his show and keep them entertained. Which, I'll tell you what. I, I'll let me tell you something. I am, I am so exhausted from explaining to people <laughs> that when you're watching a rodeo on Cowboy Channel, I I don't mean for this to sound harsh. It's not a real broadcast. Right. It's plugged in to the big screen. So whatever they're seeing on the big screen is what they're seeing. I've told my dad that twenty five <laughs> times. My dad hates every rodeo announcer, every rodeo clown, and he's a rodeo announcer. His son is a rodeo announcer. Son's a rodeo clown. Because, because that was a big thing. Remember when they first started the 100 yeah. rodeos, 100 day, which I don't think is necessarily all good, that many rodeos just churning them out. But everybody was going through that. I want to watch that calf roper back in the box. I want to see some damn dumb damn clown. Tough shit. Too bad. Yeah. You know, that's what people are watching in the rodeo. So I don't know. And there's more too. there. The committees are doing the work to make sure it gets plugged in right. or whatever. 
Friends, when you need trailer parts, you have to shop at Husky Trailer Parts Co. Husky has over 60 years in the industry, supplying their customers with thousands of different trailer parts from the most trusted brands. Find the best prices anywhere and free shipping on every order. Visit huskytrailers.com today. Husky, generations of trust delivered. They're trying to give a product to the people that aren't there to buy the product or sit in the seat. They're trying to help. Anyway, yes, but that that really bugged me. And going back to that, it was seeing you as a fresh, you know, a fresh painted face, which was, you know, always yeah. nice to see a fresh, fresh painted face. Fresh painted until, face. until the next time I saw you, and then I'm like, shit, I've already heard that stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, I it was cool when my first I, I got a really big break in about 1998 when, you know, I, I got to be friends with Joe Bumgarner. Great. I think the greatest bullfighter oh, yeah. protection yeah. bullfighter of all time. And I won't, I won't sway from that. Uh, Cause he and Lloyd Ketchum were friends, Lloyd Ketchum being from Montana and they communicated with these committees uh, and through John Growney. Uh, so I remember the first time I went and spent the spring, I went and spent four weeks in California and I did red bluff Clovis, uh, Bakersfield and Wood Lake or something like that. And that was a big break for me. I got the, and I was voted to do the NFR in 1998. I also by chance got the Pendleton roundup that year. And I think I was in my labor day rodeo was Walla Walla, which was a John Growney rodeo. So right. those guys gave me a big break. And well, you know, I went out to California and, you know, and then later in the summer, there's rodeos like Santa Maria and Livermore, but that those rodeos like Red Bluff and Clovis, who both made my list of if I could work 10 rodeos in a year, which would they be? Red Bluff and Clovis both on oh, that sure. list. It's different. I got out there and went, oh, this is my jam here. This is my deal. Music, dancing, that was my thing. And the California people, they mm. got it. Yeah. They got it. And I think that my career kind of blew up right then because they went, who the hell's this guy? What he, you know, I was young, had a full head of long hair with blonde streaks in it. <laughs> you had a full head of uh, hair. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It was flowing. It was Derek Kolbaba hair. If you oh. think about that. Um, but it just, my career blew up since you brought up California and you're from California. That was, those were big breaks for me and things really rolled from there going to, you know, the, Denver and Tucson and Rapid City in the winter and you know Rapid City actually I'd been going to but anyway that though that was um it really brought out my style going to those rodeos I mean they throw on a halter top and grab a beer and away we go you know maybe it's crazy maybe, maybe. I don't know. yeah you know you know you're in the right crowd if you look up in the stands and there's a girl walking down the steps and every six steps she's got to go and pull her shirt back up. <laughs> I've That's used that true. in the arena, but I've used that in the arena, by the way. Oh, but anyway. you, you talked about getting to go out there. And that's one thing the rodeo world has always done. The network of people that you've, that have brought people to the table, brought people to the committees. And, you know, you talk about Joe Bumgarner and, uh, man, he, you, that guy's gold. Um, he's done so oh much for the industry and, I mean, I know you're, you're really close with him and, and not only what he's done, but the people he's helped, you take guys like Shorty Gorham, how he's, you know, put Shorty under his wing and kind of exactly 
navigated him through the bullfighting protection side of it. Yeah. From Shorty, there was a kid named Ryan Heiser who was good for a while and did some other things. Shorty Gorham, Eric Layton, and they all have that Joe. They kind of dress like him. They kind of say the F word a lot like he does. Uh, they, you know, there's that little Joe Bumgartner move in and out. Joe, Joe was that first guy that he didn't want to be in the wreck. He, right. he did everything he could to smooth in and out of there and avoid the wreck. So, yeah, yes. you're right. He he influenced a lot of people. And, you know, even for a while, I, I'd go spend three weeks with Joe and uh, pretty soon I was going <laughs> laughing like him. So, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how you pick up on things when you're around it. Yeah. I haven't picked up on y'all yet, though. Just so you yeah. know. Yeah. Good. Because you're in Texas now. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not a y'all guy either. On I just, yeah. No and nothing against it. I just don't. Wow. But now our oldest, Cade, he came home about three months ago, and now he's starting to throw y'all around. And um, and what about whenever? Does he say whenever? Um, and and yes, whenever can be a, it's like an absolute word. Like, I sweat whenever it's hot. But with them, they use whenever instead of when. Right. Um, you know, when I, I would say, when I go to the store, I always see my friend Logan when I drive by there, whenever I go to the store, anyway, oh, yeah. you think about now you're going to hear it. You're yeah. Hear it. I guess I yeah. never noticed it, but now, now you're right now. I'm yeah. Gonna... You, you know, you're fixing to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> all of us, all y'all are fixing to hear it. And I reckon you will. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. So back to back on track. How has the transition been? From retirement, congratulations on that. I didn't get to, I wasn't at the PBR finals when, you know, you got to tell the crowd, you know, thank you for everything, which was amazing. I did hear it. Um, but how's the transition been? I mean, it, it for me, it, I still want to be in the arena. I still want to compete. Do you still obviously get that urge or desire? Um, <clears throat> I've been thinking, I was actually thinking about this on the way here because kind of had an off weekend, I had a weekend kind of fall apart. I had some plans and ended up at home. And so it was too much time to sit and think it's been harder in the last week than it has been through all the winter and spring. So winter and spring, I did a whole farewell tour. Every city we went to not in, and I told the PBR, I'm just going to finish my schedule, but I don't want the big present me in the arena. You know, Matt West was cool on the, the last night, he'd always at the end say, you know, thank him. And I, would you know, I just wanted markets to know certain right. markets that really meant something. And at world finals in May, I knew in the back of, I mean, there was emotion there because my mom and dad went, they're 85 years old, never been to Texas. My other brother, Pete, who I don't know if you know him, yeah. never been to Texas. They flew down. Both my girls were there. There was emotion there, but I knew in the back of my head, I still had these small summer PBRs that I've always done. Mm -hmm. PBR didn't let me or have me talk about it much because they were selling world finals, but I knew I had about six events left to go. So in the back of my head, I'm still good. Uh, Big Sky Montana ended on a Saturday night and we did Cheyenne on a Monday night. Right. Um, so big uh, Livingston, big sky, two, two smaller PBR events in Montana were my last two big sky, not necessarily typical Montana, but that was since that night, it's been harder 
I didn't in Cheyenne, like I didn't look out in the arena in Cheyenne and go, damn, I wish I was out there, but there's something not there. This, right. this may, this may sound extreme, but I will tell you this. So I get home from big sky and Cheyenne. I have all these clothes piled up and sweaty uniforms, my, all my arena gear. And I did laundry and I was putting that stuff away. And I felt like someone had died and I was cleaning out their closet. If that makes sense to you, it was so weird. Like I have all these Cooper tire uniforms that are all different. And I was hanging them up going, wait, I don't have to pick out what I'm going to wear next week. That's like one of my favorite things. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, on the way here and I hear on the radio or it's a commercial. It was a commercial this morning. There's a lady with, it's a laundry commercial. And she says, I'm going to throw out this backstreet boys t-shirt. Tell me why remember and oh, yeah. ain't nothing, but we use, I want it that way. That song for a sing-along in the crowd. It's unreal. And I started singing that song. I wanted that. And I stopped and went, I'll never get to do that again. Like, I want to, I still get, hey, I can still get down. So there's that part of it. You got to find, I know it's a long answer, but one more thing. In the midst of all these present Flint uh, commemorative rifle come out in the arena, big sky in Livingston, the new fly rod, which yeah, nice. Um, all these things when you're in it, there's people going around, Hey, stand here, hold on. Stand. So they, um, you can't have raw emotion because you're doing this. Right. I, I compare it and I've never done one, but when I hear actors talk about how was it to do a love scene with Scarlett Johansson, they're like, I don't know. There's like 12 cameramen and lighting people around. <laughs> so same thing. I, it was once I left and now that if I'm sitting home alone, it's got to me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I do enjoy TV. I'm just not used to having moments during a show that I'm bored idle. Yeah. And, and honestly that is, oh, I got to get used to that. Yeah. Anyway, law, I covered a lot of things there, but I know I knew I wanted to talk about that. Like it's different. I think than people think oh, there's something sure. And, and you, you don't keep doing a job. You can't keep doing a job because you'll know you miss it. You have to give it up eventually. And much like yourself, something that played into it. uh, If you are physically incapable to do the job at the highest level, it's time to quit. The reason athletes cry at their press conference when they retire is because it finally hit them that they can no longer be the best at that job that they've been doing. And that's very emotional. Yeah. And I feel like emotionally and physically, I no longer have the ability to get better every time. And I'm going to stop now till I'm an old bastard that should have quit five years ago, Right. which maybe I am. Maybe I am. I don't know. Well, Flint, I appreciate you hosting the Luke Branquino show and this amazing guest you had on there. I mean, I think we're probably need to get him back on and have you, you know, guest host again, because, uh, there's well, yeah, <laughs> wait, wait. exit out of this, but I'll let you take it away. Well, I recall a time I, you were on my podcast, right? You according know, according to Flint a, podcast, according, right according to Flint podcast. 
everywhere where podcasts are available. And we also have a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to <laughs> uh, and maybe win a Stone Glacier backpack. I don't know. You remember you did that like five times. You, you give know, gifts away? Hey, Jen, Jen, we're going to need to give gifts yeah. away. I don't know. Flint's we, we drink. We drink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah, we got Pendleton whiskey and backpack. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, we do. Yeah, I'm, you know, proud of we do one every other week and Logan and Bo help me and we cover some st everything from country music singers, comedians to uh, pro athletes and a, but a lot of Western sports, a lot, a lot like you do. We we overlap guests, which is which happens in Western sports, but it's it's fun to do. And we do a Tuesday night live live broadcast when we're home and so that occupies that part of my mind. It's right. going to be a hard transition and some hard times, as you know, you and I, that's why I like talking to you because the look in our eyes is kind of the same where we're happy, but there's a little something missing. And before I go, I'll say, I have a really, one of my best friends in Shoto, Montana is a guy named Mark Fellows, one of the greatest Montana state Bobcats of all time, 1984 national champ, all American drafted by the San Diego chargers was going to be a starter and played a little and broke his hip and ended his career. And I was at his house now a few weeks ago and our girls are friends. And, and I said, yeah, I'm just going to have to find something to replace that crowd feedback. And he just looked at me and said, you never will. Right. You, it'll never happen. What you have to do is learn to live with it while pursuing something else that brings you joy, but you'll never replace that. He's right. But we just need to find something else to bring us joy. And this is part of it. You bring me joy, Luke. Well, this was thank great. You. Thank you. Yeah. And wise words. And I'm going to use those words, actually. Um, <laughs> iron sharpens iron. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've used that one a lot, too. Anyways, um, so everybody that is watching this, make sure to go to According to Flint podcast. It's right there. It says it right there behind him if you can't see it oh, or if you can't read. Right. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I think you got it. Oh, oh you uh, mean there? Yeah. <laughs> Flint, thank you for coming on. I've enjoyed get, knowing you for as long as I've known you. I've enjoyed watching you, but even more now, uh, I'm enjoying working with you um, on PBR Thanks, teams, on CBS Sports, Pluto TV, CBS broadcast, and um, everything. Likewise. Here. Likewise. Yeah, you're a good friend, man. I yeah, appreciate you. Likewise. I appreciate yeah. it. Flint, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll get you, you on as it. a guest host again sometime. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. <laughs>